You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings. Welcome again to Taking Territories. Uh, we have been uh, spending some time in prayer, fasting and consecration for the past three weeks. And we're rounding up today, but I want to share some things with you that I feel are important. You know, we've, we've had awesome time with God in, in God's presence uh, and also in the Word of God, feeding upon the Word, feeding our spirit man, starving our flesh, and also being um, rejuvenated spiritually. You know, Isaiah says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You see, so we've been waiting on the Lord. And uh, what happens when we wait on the Lord is that our strength is being renewed. We are being renewed. Um, so um, what happens when we wait on the Lord? There is, there is spiritual power that is, uh, is, is, is deposited into you. you. You access spiritual power. Now, you have the power ready, but, you know, you open yourself up to it. Why? Because then you, you, your flesh is being subdued and your mind is, is, is compelled to focus on the Lord. And all these things generate spiritual energy, they generate spiritual power. So we've been doing that. And uh, so now that we're winding up, around, we are rounding up, we're ending it today uh, officially, um, I just, I just want to, I just want you to understand that there are certain uh, principles from the Word of God that uh, will give you wisdom and also help you and how to walk with God after praying and fasting. You need to know how to walk with God because there is a way to walk with God after praying and fasting. And I'm going to give you, bring you examples from three different uh, sets of examples. One from the life of Jesus the other one from the life of the disciples, and then the other one um, from the life of, um, of Paul. All right, so let's, we're, we're going to look at the scriptures and see how, um, how they walked with God after fasting. What did they do? Uh, is it just for you to feel anointed, have the Holy Ghost come upon you and uh, shake you, give you a few visions, and you hear God speak to you, and you get some revelation and all of that. Is, it, is that where it ends? What next? Uh, after praying and fasting, what should we do? Let's look at the life of Jesus in Luke chapter, chapter 4. St. Luke's Gospel chapter 4. And I want to read verse 1. It says, Then Jesus returned, filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing and afterward when he had ended he was hungry okay so it's normal after fasting to feel hungry um, as a matter of fact for some of us um, during the fast you feel hungry as well you know uh, yeah because that's that's um, that's what happens but now, Jesus, Jesus fasts for 40 days after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember at Jordan, when John the Baptist baptized him, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And after the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus, and God speaks and uh, affirms Jesus before the entire nation, uh, before the crowd uh, at, at the Jordan, 
River, when he was being baptized, Jesus returns and he's led by the Spirit to the wilderness to go and pray and fast. And he's there for 40 days. 40 days, um, he's there before God, seeking the face of God, waiting on the Lord. You know, the thing is, uh, when I look at the life of Jesus and I see how he operated, if it were me, after the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I'm just going to go out and start doing things. But no, not with Jesus. After the Holy Spirit comes upon him, the power of God comes upon him. The Holy Spirit has descended upon him. He goes to fast. He goes to fast. And uh, at the end of the 40 days, now we know he was tempted by the devil um, during, during those days. And after he had uh, defeated the enemy in the temptation, uh, verse 14 of chapter 4 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. Wonderful. He returned, how? In the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Okay? And then, and then not only did he return, he returned and then people, news started spreading about him. News was spreading about him. And then verse 15 says, And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he taught in their synagogue. So you see, when Jesus, after, after, um, after the fast, he returns. And the next thing is that he begins to teach in the synagogue. In other words, he went to the synagogue and began to open the word of God. Began to teach people. Okay? Yes. So he began to teach them after the fast. So when you finish fasting, that's not the time to just go life as normal, as usual. Go back to things the way they used to be. No, no, no. It's the time to step out. Step out of your former comfort zone. Because your fast and your time of prayer, your time of consecration has given you mileage in the spirit. Okay? You have, you have gained ground in the spirit. So you need to step out. Step out now and begin. Begin to do the work of God. Jesus began to teach. He began to teach. Okay? After he had, um, after, after, after he returned. That is interesting. He returned and then went to the synagogue and started speaking. You need to start using the power that you have received. You need to start using the anointing that you have received. Otherwise, otherwise it will dissipate. <laughs> yeah, you need to put it to use. Okay, maybe it doesn't dissipate, I don't know, but I'm telling you, you need to start using it, um, immediately put it to use, immediately put it to use. Okay, so look at Matthew's account. Let's look at Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 4. Um, Jesus, uh, after, after fasting, you know, after fasting, when the enemy, uh, Satan himself came, tempted Jesus, and, uh, and Jesus defeated Satan. He defeated Satan, and then the Bible says in verse 11, then 
when the devil left him, he says, Behold, angels came and ministered to him. Angels came and ministered to Jesus after the enemy had left. After, and this was the end of the fast, okay? This was the end of the fast. Then you go down, you go down to, um, to verse, verse 12. It says, Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. You remember in, in Luke chapter 4, we, we saw that he went to Galilee after the fast. So here we see, by the time after the fast, he hears about the news of John the Baptist. And then um, being put in prison, he departs to Galilee. And now leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Okay, then, then the prophetic word is there. Then it says, verse 17, look at now, verse 17, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He began to preach and he began to declare to people, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So you see, that's what you do. After fasting, how do you walk with God after spending time with Him, waiting on Him, seeking His face in prayer and fasting? How do you walk with Him? Do you go back to life as usual? No, you begin, you begin to declare the Word of God to people. Every one of us is called to make disciples. Every one of us is called to, to, to carry out the Great Commission. So after fasting, my recommendation, based on what I see in the scripture, is that you step out and begin to do those things. Um, you need to be bold now. You need, to be, uh, you need to be courageous now. And then you step out and begin to do the Great Commission. Begin to do the works of God. So Jesus begins to do that. He begins, uh, Luke tells us he goes to, the, to the, the synagogue and he begins to teach. Here, Matthew tells us that he begins to preach. He begins to preach and he begins to declare, repent. He begins to tell people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. So uh, we need to learn from the example of Jesus, from the life of Jesus. After preaching, I mean, after, after, after fasting, after praying, you now step out. So my question to you is, what are you going to do? What is God asking you to do? Because you should have received some instruction during fasting and prayer. You should have received some insight. Okay? Now, if you have not received anything, let me tell you what to do. Preach the gospel. All right, step out, begin to make disciples. Step out, begin to pray for the sick. Because that's what Jesus began to do. He began to, um, he began to, he, he, he began to, 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 to preach repentance, okay? And then verse 18, you see, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
they immediately left their nets and followed him. So you see, after fasting and prayer <laughs> and a season of consecration before the Father, he steps out. Not only is he preaching, he now begins to call people to follow him. So this is your time. This is your time. What do I do, Pastor? Uh, we're breaking the fast today. What do I do on Monday? On Monday, start calling people to follow Jesus. Start calling people to follow you to Christ or to follow you as you walk with Christ. This is a good time to, 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 to step out and, uh, and form that small group. This is a good time for you to step out and begin to engage your community. This is a good time for you to step out and begin to engage the lost. This is a good time. Why? You have spent time with God, praying, fasting, spent time in His Word, spent time meditating on His Word. You have spent time building up spiritual capacity Building up spiritual capacity, now is time for you to start using it. Step out and start using it. Don't just warm the seats. Don't just sit down there and say, oh yeah, you know, it's great. Now, you know, back to life as usual. No, there is a new usual. There's a new normal. The new normal is stepping out and expanding the kingdom of God. Advancing the kingdom of God. All right? So that's, that's how Jesus did it. And so because he's our example, we, we ought to do the same thing. Glory to God. Yes. So he went out and, and he, began, he, 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 began, he began to teach. He began to preach. And he began, he began to call people to follow him. All right? Now look at, back to Luke chapter 4. After... Um, after, after fasting, what else did Jesus do? He says, he came to Nazareth uh, uh, where he had been brought up as his custom was and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood and read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then He closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all were fixed, <laughs> who were fixed um, uh, in the synagogue, were, sorry, the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bear witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? <laughs> you know, familiarity crept in. Now, so Jesus, he began to, to teach in the synagogues, but then look at what he does. He goes into the synagogue, he takes the, the scroll, and he opens the book of Isaiah, 
And he begins to read and he reads the spirit of the Lord. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and, and, and to bring recovery of sight to the blind and so on. And then he says, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So what scripture are you going to fulfill after your fast? Jesus was able to announce to them. And you know that characterizes life and ministry. For the next three and a half years, he was busy fulfilling that scripture. He was busy fulfilling that scripture. So uh, walking with God after the fast, this is a time for you to now begin to apply the word of God in your life. Begin to step out and begin to, um, to, to obey the word. Begin to declare the word of God. Begin to pray for the sick. Begin to, to, to uh, bring the lost in. All of these things are important. That's what you do. That's what you do with the power of God that is upon your life. Okay? Look for opportunities to speak the word of God, to share the word of God with someone. Look for opportunities to pray for someone. Look for opportunities to fulfill the word of God. Look for opportunities. So that's, that's from the life of Jesus. Now let's look at the second, our second example. Um, our second example, I want us to look at um, Saul, who later became Paul. Okay? Now, if we look at the book of Acts chapter 9, in Acts chapter 9, now this guy, this guy had been persecuting the church, right? And he had authority from the high priest to go and, and arrest and um, imprison all those that were preaching the gospel in Damascus. And he's on his way to Damascus with, 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 uh, with, uh, with other, with maybe soldiers and, and officials that are going to make the arrest. He's, he's on his way. They're busy going to, to, to Damascus. And then the Lord encounters him. The Lord meets him there and knocks him off his horse. The Lord knocks him off his horse. And this man, um, he, is, he, 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 he is blinded. After that encounter, he's blinded. He cannot see anymore. All right? So the Bible says in verse 8, Then Saul arose from the ground, and when he opened his eyes, <laughs> he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. He, he, he went on a fast immediately. <laughs> I mean, he has an encounter. And after the encounter, he becomes blind. He cannot see. They have to lead him into Damascus where he wanted to go and arrest people. We need these kind of experiences today. Some people need to encounter God like this. Yes. So he spends three days, three days without fasting, uh, without eating. He was compelled to fast and to pray for three days. Okay. And now he is there for three days. And, um, and uh, at the end of that, uh, God sends Ananias to go pray for him. Okay, verse 19. We'll skip to verse 19. He says, So when he had received food, or maybe let, let, let's, let's read from verse 17. Ananias went 
his way and entered the house, laying his hand on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on, your ro on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Okay? Now Ananias goes there, he lays hands on him, prays for him to receive his sight and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then after that, he gets baptized. Then look at what the Bible says in, in verse 19. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Okay, He had broken his fast. He, I mean, for three days, no food, no water, and uh, no sight. That was an interesting fast. And so he eats, he receives some strength. Then what does he do? Look at verse 20. It says, immediately he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Then all who were there were amazed and said, is not this he who destroyed those who call on, the, on this name in Jerusalem? And has come here for the purpose so that he might bring them bound to the high priest. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. So what you do after your fast is to proclaim, proclaim the name of Jesus. If you were shy about it, be delivered from your shyness right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, because this, this time of prayer and fasting has empowered you. You have been empowered. You have been energized supernaturally. So now begin to use it. Use it to speak the word of God. Use it to bring people to faith in Christ. So that's what Paul began to do. He began to do that. And he, he immediately, he immediately began to do that. And we see here, even still talking about Paul, um, in the book of Galatians chapter 1. You know, so this, the first thing he did was he had to fast for three days. But then, that was not all. Yeah, after the three days fast, he began to declare, he began to preach, he began to proclaim Jesus to the people. All right, in the synagogues, and he was proving to them from, from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ because he has just met him. Yes, he had just met him. Okay, then he, he, he now says, listen to what he says in um, Galatians chapter, chapter 1, verse 15. He says, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So what happened? He goes to the, the desert. He goes to Arabia. He spent some time there praying, fasting again. 
has spent some time in consecration, uh, seeking God there. Yes, after his conversion, he goes to Arabia. Yes, to, to spend some time before God in prayer and in fasting, getting out of all attra uh, attractions, distractions, and so on. And he's there before God seeking the Lord. All right? So he comes back to Damascus and continues to declare the word of the Lord to people. And no wonder we see great things happen. Why? Because he used the power that he received while he was fasting. He used it immediately. He used it immediately. So I'm encouraging you to use the power that you have received because you have received power in case you don't know. You've received power. Oh, you might say, oh, pastor, but I don't feel powerful. It's not about feelings. It's not, it's, it's, it's not about feelings. It's a spiritual thing. You step out and you see God move. Step out and begin to apply the word of God. Step out and begin to do the will of God. Step out and begin to do the work of God. And you will see that God will confirm his words through you. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be an evangelist. You don't need to be a prophet. You don't need to be, you know, apostle, whatever. You just need to be a believer. Hallelujah. You need to be a believer. And you start doing it. Start doing it. And you will experience God in your life in a new way. I don't know about you. Yes. This awesome God, I want to see him in my life. Yes, I want, I, want, I want to experience God and let, it, let this elevate you to greater heights. As you step out, you begin to enter into greater heights, into greater things. As you step out, you begin to carry out and, 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 and do great exploits, unprecedented exploits. You begin to do that, but you have to step out. It's not going to happen with you just sitting down and doing nothing. You have to... It's time for action. You know, one of the, one of the things um, about Christians and where we fail many times is that we, we spend, we use prayer, we use prayer as an excuse not to act. Yeah, I'm just praying, praying, praying. Yeah, we pray. Yes, we should pray. But then after praying, we should act. Okay, we fast. Yes, we should fast. After fasting, we should act. Let's begin to engage our culture. Let's begin to engage our community. Let's begin to engage the lost. Why? We have power. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at the third, a third, um, a third example. The third example I want to show you is, is uh, in the life of the apostles, the disciples of Christ. Okay, after, after the ascension of Jesus in, uh, in Acts chapter 1, you know, in Acts chapter 1, first of all, first of all, before Jesus left, after the resurrection, we know that Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was with them for 40 days. He was, he, for 40 days, he was, um, he was expounding and explaining things that pertain to the kingdom of God. He spent 40 days to just consolidate them, okay? Consolidate them in the, in, 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 in the, the kingdom principles that he had been teaching for the past three and a half years. Now he's about to leave them and he spends, spends 40 days with them, appearing to them and teaching them. Okay, Then 
Now, Jesus, before Jesus leaves, he says to them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, uh, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, uh, before Jesus made this statement, before, this, before Jesus made this statement, the disciples um, asked him a question. All right? Um, uh, verse 4, I'll just read that in, in verse 4. He says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for, for the promise of the Father. Okay? Uh, for the promise of the Father. Then, what happens? Uh, when, verse 6, he says, Therefore, when they have come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Okay, now that you have risen from the dead and we can see uh, everything you said is true, everything you have, you have demonstrated, uh, you have demonstrated that, yes, you are the Christ and you came, you died, you rose, and we can see, you can hear. You. And, and, and as Jesus is, is, is telling them about, about the promise of the Father and so on, they're asking, are you going to restore the kingdom now? Is this the time for us to set up our, our administration as your kings, you know? Uh, because Jesus had taught them so much about the kingdom that all that consumed their mind was the kingdom being set up physically in, 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 um, in, in Israel, in Jerusalem. But then Jesus said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons that the Father has put in his authority. Then, that, then that's when he says, you shall receive power. Now, the most important thing Jesus is saying, now is not for me to set up my physical kingdom, but this is the time for you to receive power and then to go use that power to bring people in to the kingdom of God. All right? So, what happens? After the ascension, verse 12, he says, uh, they return to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Then we'll skip to verse 14. He says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. So the, at this time, the entire family of Jesus have gotten saved because, listen, they, they, they didn't believe him during his ministry. Now he's risen. They believe. So Mary was there. The apostles were there. The disciples were there. Um, uh, praying, uh, uh, they were there, and, and even Jesus' brothers were there, all right? So they continued, the Bible says they continued in prayer and supplication. Now, they continued in prayer and supplication for some days. We know they were there for 10 days in the upper room, praying, praying, waiting, because Jesus had told them to wait, wait on the Lord, okay? And then what happens? Verse Chapter 2, verse 1, the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all uh, with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven uh, as like a, a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared on them divided tongues as of fire. One sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, they were now filled with the Holy Spirit. They've been waiting. They've been in prayer. 
Okay, here the Bible doesn't say they were fasting. Maybe they were fasting, maybe they were not, but they were in prayer. Spent time, 10 days of prayer, 10 days before the Lord in the upper room. Then boom, the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes, they, they begin to speak in tongues for the first time. And then after that, what happens? Peter stands up and begins to speak. He begins to preach. And then you see, this is the beginning. That's how the, the church is inaugurated in power. After a period of prayer, after a period, a, a period of waiting on the Lord. Okay, so like we have waited on the Lord, there is power that has been released unto us. Now it's time to step out. Hallelujah. And begin to declare the works of the Lord. So that's how the, the disciples operated. Then, not only that, if you look at, if you look at, let me just show you one more example before we close. There are several of them, but I'll just show you one more. In Acts chapter 13, in Acts chapter 13, now the church has been growing and growing, leaps and bounds, and, you know, and, and many signs, wonders happening through the disciples of, uh, uh, and, and the apostles, okay? Things have been going on there, and, and now, uh, in chapter 13, he says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manin, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And then verse 2 says, And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. Can you see that? So when you have, when you spend time in prayer, these guys, they, they were fasting, praying, ministering to the Lord. Um, they had been ministering to the Lord for some days, you know, ministering to the Lord. Then the Holy Spirit said, separate Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them. And then they, at the end of the fast, they now lay hands on them. And then they release Barnabas and Saul to go to the Gentiles who begin to preach the word and look at what has happened. Great, many churches were born as a result of that. But I want you to see that that period of fasting, the power that was generated was now deployed, was deployed for the advancement of the kingdom. So what am I saying? It's, it, is, it, is, it is wrong for us to just pray fast and then sit down and continue life as usual. Please don't fall into that trap. Get out right now. Begin to speak to people. Begin to pray for people. Begin to lead people to Christ. Begin to call people to join you to worship God. That is what it is all about. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. So that's how we're going to walk with God. Walk with God um, after fasting and praying. After fasting and praying, you should be saying, Lord, okay, who should I talk to today? Who should I pray for today? Who should I bless today? Who should I bring into the kingdom today? Those are the kind of things that should occupy your mind. Yes. How to be a blessing. This is the time for you to be obsessed with bringing people into the kingdom of God. This is the time for you to be obsessed with being a blessing. This is the time for you to be obsessed with advancing the kingdom of God. 
Yeah. So let's do that. That mindset is important for us. It's important for us as a people who have spent time. It's not just about knowing about the awesome God. We've, we've, we've gone through different, uh, different powerful devotions and prayers, uh, prayer times, you know, uh, unraveling different aspects about uh, the attributes of God and so on. And, and wow, we were wowed by, by what, we, uh, what was revealed to us and was, you know, excited and got to know God more. But now they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Now it's time for exploits. Okay? So from Monday, okay, from Monday, it's, it's, it's time for exploits. Say, say to yourself, because I know God, I know the awesome God, it's time for me to do exploits. Yes. So start looking for where to manifest the power of God. Start looking for opportunities to manifest the glory of God. Start looking for opportunities to speak into people's lives, to prophesy into people's lives, to, to raise the dead. Hallelujah. Pray for the sick. Get them healed. Mighty God. Especially in this day um, that we, we are faced with this pandemic. This is a time that the enemy has harassed many people. Many have been crippled by fear. It's time to freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom from, um, from, from the, the shackles of the enemy. Freedom, freedom from the torment of fear. The Bible says fear has torment. Perfect love casts down fear. So your love for God and your love for people should propel you, propel you to go and reach people. So my question is, who are you going to reach out to? Who are you going to pray for? Who are you going to invite to follow you to Jesus? Who are you going to tell, come with me? Let's go to the house of God. Who are you going to call? Or are you going back to life as usual? Please don't do that. Don't do that because you are wasting. Your, when you do that, you are wasting the power that you have, you have amassed you're wasting the energy, the strength, the spiritual strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Your strength has been renewed. What are you going to do with it? Use it. Okay. I have to stop now, but I want to say, I want to, I want to pray for you that the Lord is going to, that the Lord will move even through you as you step out. Even if it is a simple word even if it is just a short prayer. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is with you. And God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes, he's with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Now put him to work. There are angels that have been, that have been assigned to work with you. Don't keep them idle, please. Don't let your angels be idle. Huh? Yeah, the, 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 your, your angels be idle, you know. Nothing to do. Angels are sitting down, just, just bored. There's nothing exciting because you're not taking any steps that, you know, will, will cause them to do things. Oh, so let's begin to do the works of God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. 
listening, watching, watching this broadcast. And I ask, oh God, that you would cause a staring in their hearts. A staring, Lord my God. And then, Lord God, as they step out, let them see you manifest. As they step out, oh God, to begin to apply your word, let lives be changed. Let there be transformation. Oh my God, let there be salvations. Let there be healings. Let there be deliverances. Even through them, I ask, oh Lord my God, that you confirm your word through them with signs following. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Amen. Now, if you're watching this, listening to me, and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I'm calling you to surrender your life to Jesus. Invite him into your heart because he wants, he wants to walk with you. He wants to teach you how to, how to do exactly what he did. Okay, so if you want to do, you invite him. I want to pray with you right now. Why don't you just say this after me? Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come in. Wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for my brother, my sister, who just prayed this prayer. May they experience the joy of salvation. May they experience the joy of knowing you. May your kingdom manifest in their life. Let the reality of the new creation manifest in them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. See you next week. Please share the word. Share it with your friends and your family. And don't hesitate to reach out to us, write us, and tell us what God is doing in your life through this broadcast. Okay? God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.